Cheers. <laughs> Cheers and good evening, Northside, or good morning or afternoon, whatever your listening time, whatever time you're listening to. Uh, I'm here with Julia, and uh, today we are just talking uh, in our Summer of Soul Care series about the practice of listening prayer. <clears throat> and so, uh, Julia, I was thinking um, just as a way of starting and talking about an example of lis- listening prayer that we were uh, practicing as a church not that long ago, we were on a prayer walk. And uh, why don't you just tell us about what you were hearing and experiencing as we were on that prayer walk? Sure. Yeah, when we were on our prayer walk, I guess that was a few weeks ago now, just in the Silverwood area here, something that really stuck out to me was the construction being done on the sidewalks. As someone who pushes a stroller all the time now, I actually get quite annoyed at the construction of the sidewalks because they block off so many portions of where I want to walk and the street and everything and anyway um I got to thinking about this in a different way so I just asked God like what can what can you teach me through this inconvenient thing that bothers me and uh one thing that he really brought to mind was the fact that we constantly need upkeep just like our city does and how, I mean, this series even of Summer of Soul Care, it's so important to um, upkeep our souls and our spirits mm-hmm. um, just by working on those things and maybe taking inconvenient do- detours in order to get to an even better place with Jesus. And um, yeah, it might mean just giving something up for a season and taking a different route um, just so that he can speak to you in a new way. That was something he kind of showed me through that. Right. So as we're walking through Silverwood and just asking the Spirit to speak to us, you mm. see these, this picture, these sidewalks and this construction, and, and it seems like a word from God to you, right? Mm-hmm. That's how yeah. you would say, especially as a new mom, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For me, as a new mom, that for sure was a good reminder that I need to do this constant upkeep of myself because now I have a little one who's going to be watching me and she's going to, I want her to grow up and know Jesus personally. And I want her to have an intimate relationship with him, knowing that he's with her all the time. And what better way for her to know that than for my life to reflect that. And I think the way we can do that best is just by letting him do work in us all the time. And that just being aware of yeah, the things he wants to say. Yeah, say and... <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> well, I think I think the thing I like about this example as a way of starting is just the simplicity of listening prayer then. So mm-hmm. like when we're talking about listening prayer, it's not some magical, mystical experience. Yeah. It, it can be as simple as walking around your neighborhood, asking Jesus to reveal something to you, seeing something as simple as construction. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes this process of reflection and listening and hearing what God is saying to us as we, as we process it. And we, yeah. at the end, we can step back and kind of be like, oh, like Jesus spoke to me and called me into deeper faithfulness or, or obedience mm-hmm. or love in this situation. Does that, mm-hmm. that make sense? Absolutely. <clears throat> so over the last uh, couple of months, I've been working my way through this book by Pete Gregg called How to Pray. And so I'm sure 
everybody's tired of hearing me talk about it. <laughs> um, but he talks about listening prayer, and I, I love this quote, and I think I just want to share it. It says, uh, prayer is a living conversation with a loving God, which means that we must listen as well as talk. And so in his book, The Universal Within, Morton Hunt reports that babies born deaf make just as many noises as babies who can hear, but tragically their attempts at speech soon trail off. Everyone starts out in life trying to pray, but only those who learn to listen become fluent in its form. The child learns to speak because his father speaks to him, says Diedrich Bonhoeffer. And so we learn to speak to God because God has spoken to us and speaks to us. And so as God's child, I want to learn to pray and to listen to the voice of the Father who speaks to me. And so listening prayer is this practice in which I'm going to be intentional not to talk, which is, for me, very hard. Uh, and I want to let the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit speak to me. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think that's such a beautiful thought. I was... Um... Like, I think about even when you're a kid and you learn, like, now I lay me down to sleep, man. You know, I don't even yeah. know that whole thing. <laughs> um, but you learn that. It's just a memorized prayer. But it's something you just say. But once you understand how to hear God and experience God, that prayer changes to more of a conversation. And I, I think even more, like, as a tangible example, God brought this to my mind the other day, was when I was at my mom's house the other day my parents house uh just to say hi my nieces and nephew were there and they were they were just about to walk out the door and my three-year-old niece caroline says thanks for stopping by julia and i was like what did you just like yeah how old are you <laughs> it was just the sweetest thing but it's not like it's a, like the most normal thing coming from her because she's She'll be the first to encourage you and compliment you on something you're wearing or something you did. She's just the sweetest thing. But you don't have to look far to really know why she's that way. It's because if you spend any time with her mom, you just know, oh, that's right. why she's so encouraging and so Sorry. uplifting. And, and so I just love that example of how like when we listen, learn to listen and hear God and listen to him and learn from him, then we it reflects in how we talk to others and how we talk to him and how we have a conversation. And, and I just think that example of how Caroline reflects her earthly guardians, how amazing mm. that is that we can, that, that applies to us with our heavenly father as well. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. That's yeah. And so then part of this practice of listening prayer, even uh, I got an email from some other people uh, recently, they said, said they sense the word that God has for the church right now is just to be awake. Mm. Like that God is calling the church to be awake to what the spirit is doing around them and in their neighborhood. And so they were mm. sharing really cool stories about even here in Silverwood, some of the opportunities that they've had to share about Jesus with their neighbors and have mm. deeper conversations. And so they're just saying, like, let's be awake. And, and so so part of what this listening prayer is about is it's about. Uh, being awake so we can stop and respond and, and listen to what God's saying. And so it can be like practices like Lectio Divina mm. and it can be silence and solitude and listening prayer and all these practices that we've been talking about this summer, they all sort of mm. um, can almost be containered into this like, just be awake, listen to what the Spirit wants to say to us. 
Yeah. And so, Julia, as we've been talking about this practice of, of listening to prayer, I know there have been a couple scriptures that have come to mind for me and a couple that have come for you. So what's the Spirit been reminding you of lately uh, from the scriptures? Well, um, just recently, actually, I was talking with Curtis, and we were discussing these what kind of verses come up. And um, Isaiah 30, verse 21 came up, and, and it says... And your ears shall hear a voice, or sorry, let me say that again. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn left or when you turn to the, to the right. And this was just a reminder for me um, about the fundamental truth that God speaks to his people. Mm-hmm. He actually speaks and tells us what we need. <laughs> um if we want to hear his voice, we will hear it. Like, I think that's so true. I, I, yeah. When I think back on my own life and my relationship with God and how, um, yeah, I'm just flooded with memories of how he's led me each step of the way when I've come to a crossroads or had a major life decision to make. I just seek him and he will speak to me whether through scripture or through encouraging word from a friend or a song or or a sermon or just even simply peace in my heart and mind that he speaks to me so much just through peace, mm-hmm. which is such, it's hard to explain, but you just, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really don't think he, he lets you miss him when you open yourself up to hear him. Mm-hmm. And that, that's actually why I got <laughs> this tattoo on my arm that says, remember, it's partly why, um, just to remind me that he is always with me and he's guided me every step of the way. And, and he will continue to do so. I have to remember that. That's good. That's good. Um, another verse that came to mind was Ephesians six eighteen, um, which follows the armor of God. It says, "And pray in the Spirit, on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people." The main thing that stuck out to me in that verse, I really felt the Lord. Um, putting that on my heart was the the part that says excuse me be alert mm-hmm. I think this is so key actually just exactly what you were just saying like be yeah. awake be alert like just that's exactly it like being aware of what's around you whether it's like someone in your life something's different about them you could pray for them like <laughs> when you're on a walk or you're at the mall and you see something that reminds you of someone you pray for them you know or if you wake up in the middle of the night because you had a dream about someone, instead of going back to sleep, say a little prayer for them. <laughs> that is like so many things. Like just recently, I God brought a memory back to me about a friend that I made in Central Asia a few years back, a young Muslim woman. And I literally just was like, yeah, God brought me brought my mind to her and I thought well why don't I just message her and so now we've been messaging back and forth again it's been a few years since I've talked to her um and so that was that was a neat moment of just being alert of just awake I guess alert that Mm. you know he wants to bring us into relationship with others and share his light that way and yeah that's good. It reminds me like Nikki woke up the other day from she had this horrible dream in the night about somebody. Mm-hmm. She woke up and she's like, ah, that was 
I don't know why I'm thinking about that person. And so it's like, what do you do? Well, let's, let's pray. Like, mm-hmm. make those things, cause sometimes God is awakening us to, mm-hmm. to pray. And she messaged me. Like, oh, yeah, we're good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I was praying for you anyway. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, one of the scriptures that really stuck out to me um, was this modeling of, of David of listening prayer. Psalm 5, verse 3. Mm-hmm. It says, Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I lay it all out before you. And then I wait expectantly. I just love this model of prayer, right? I'm just going to lay it all out, the good, the bad, the ugly. And then when I run out of words, rather than just saying amen, then I'm, I'm actually just going to, I'm going to, going on with Medea, the invitation of the psalmist is like, no, I'm just wait. Like, see if God has something to say to you in, in response. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, Julia, you, Julia, you've had some experiences of, of mm-hmm. some of that laying it all out before mm-hmm. God and, and him meeting with you. I don't know yeah. if you want to share that or not. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah, I can I can share a little bit. I I know a few years ago, well, several years ago now, I was just in a really dark place, and I'd gone come out of a pretty unhealthy relationship, and after making some bad choices in my life, and I just felt I think I just felt a lot of anger towards myself and and shame, and um, and I was out in. Hepburn at the time going to Bethany so this was a while ago when it was open <laughs> and I uh I remember I'd go just went for a walk prayer walks out in the country but it wasn't my intention for them to be prayer walks I simply just went for walks and I just laid it out like literally like you said I laid it all out there for for God like everything and I know he knew everything that was in my heart but I just I didn't leave anything out I, I the good the bad the ugly I told him everything um and it was on these walks when being completely vulnerable where I learned, really learned to hear God's voice in a new way. It was way more intimate, I think, than I'd ever heard it before, really experienced it. It was as if he was walking right beside me physically, which was such a beautiful thing and such a, a comforting thing. And I think that that season of my life, I truly under, like began to understand that God, like, like he's with me through everything and he's right there beside me he wants to share in my pain and my mm-hmm. happiness my everything so he he promises that he'll be with us always and that was he that was a major theme i think he spoke to me that he's with me always through all these things so there's this laying it out and then the spirit responding mm-hmm. being present as you maybe even sometimes we didn't aren't as like aware as David of like now I'm going to wait expectantly it's mm-hmm. just I'm just lay it all out and then God in his faithfulness yeah. responds to us which is great surprises us yeah right. <laughs> that's right mm-hmm. another verse I, I just love is uh, John 10 27 it says my sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me mm-hmm. and so like, there's this distinct voice of Jesus that we're called to learn and to obey um, we're called to follow this voice of Jesus as he's leading us. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I know in my own life, and, and probably yours as well, has been an adventure. Uh, it's been incredibly incredibly rewarding, but but also painful sometimes when when we've misheard something or or somebody has said something like they misheard or, or they took something mm-hmm. that wasn't actually meant to be shared. Um, mm-hmm. but, but other times where I... Like I, I can remember we were with uh, Multiply getting ready to go to Mexico and we're sitting doing that 
if anyone's ever done anything with multiply this is just <laughs> part of what they do they spend time listening and, and I, we were sitting there and this guy who didn't know me just like he like looked across me and said like, you got stinky diaper you gotta deal with stuff right and it's just like he was right that mm-hmm. stuff I had to deal with and it was yeah. it was a word like he was he was a man who knew the voice of the shepherd to such an extent that he, he had this ability to just mm. say, look, you, I, know, I know you have something you need to deal with. Hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> which yeah. really gets me kind of nervous when I'm... Yeah. You know, <laughs> but it's, it's good. And, yeah. and, and it, it, it's this practice of learning that mm-hmm. I think has been really important. And so... Yeah, um, for sure. And so Pete Gregg in his book, he just mm-hmm. says... Um, I'm going to skip down a little bit just for sake of time. So Pete Gregg reminds us that recognizing the voice of the Good Shepherd is not always easy. Mm. Uh, I would not recommend that most people do what that guy did to me. We've got to be pretty pretty careful when we are are saying we're hearing something from God. We need to be humble in that. Mm -hmm. And so Pete Gregg reminds us like that learning this voice is not always easy and we've probably all been hurt by people who misheard or misappropriated God's words mm-hmm. and others have endured long dry seasons in which he remained completely silent um, how then are we to discern God's voice with integrity humility and a healthy dose of common sense um, that even just reminds me I know um, uh, I was really struck a number of years ago by uh, Mother Teresa's memoir, Come Be My Light, or it's her journals to her confessor. Mm. And so they just talk about her clear God's voice calling her to to ministry and to be mm. a nun, to go to the poorest of the poor. Like God was her close, confident friend, listening relationship with him. And she got to India and that voice disappeared mm. for for decades. <laughs> <laughs> and she just like this sense of like well I, I don't know what happened to this mm. relationship and, and so a, a lot of people talk about this dark night of the soul where the question is like do you want God for these experiences or do you want God for who God is and so sometimes sometimes we go through these seasons where we don't hear and, and part of that is just God is is growing faithfulness in us and mm-hmm. growing our desire to hear him and growing something in us. So it doesn't mean that God's abandoned us. It's mm-hmm. it's actually yeah. a season of growth as we wait to hear his voice. Yeah. And so, I, um, so Pete Gregg gives five, five just sort of really simple ways for us to hear the voice of God that I think are, are, are to listen in our prayer. And so I think mm-hmm. why don't we go through those five things as a way to wrap up. Yeah, so the first one um, is hearing God in the Bible. So we shouldn't just learn from the Bible. Therefore, we should also listen to it. While learning about God from the Bible requires study, listening to God through the Bible requires prayerful meditation. Then another way, so the scripture being the first, and another way is that sometimes we hear God through dreams and visions. And so while the Bible becomes this primary source of revelation, uh, we, we do know that God is, has and continues to speak through things like dreams and visions, audible voices, uh, premonitions. I have a friend who, um, he remembers like, 
he, we had a Camaro, where he had a Camaro, and, and we used to like, you know, the light turned green. We'd count down the red and then just like floor it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and leave rubber and, and take off. And, he, and there was this time where he was like in the car and counting down, he's ready to go. And there was this like this sense of like, like, no. <laughs> and, and so he, he didn't for, he's like, I don't know why. And all of a sudden a semi blew through the red light <sighs> and he's like, Oh my goodness. And so, you know, God speaks yeah. to us these premonitions, these, these words, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes angels appear to people, mm-hmm. um, that's throughout scripture. And so many people experience God speaking to them like this and we can expect the spirit to do it, to continue to do that. Um, but it, we would just always say like all of those things come under the revelation of scripture so it's mm-hmm. you know if an angel comes and says i have a new word for yeah. it and we're like well no it's we have the scriptures mm-hmm. that tell us yeah um and then another one is just uh, number three is hearing god in counsel and common sense uh so other times god doesn't speak in extraordinary ways at all um there's no angel coming and telling you what job you should take mm-hmm. uh and it's because sometimes and i i would say actually very most often god chooses to speak through ordinary ways the really mm-hmm. boring things of life like a good friend who gives good advice mm-hmm. um, so it can be through conversations with a friend or biblical reflection the counsel of those we trust um, it isn't God speaking to us in big ways but he is speaking through his people mm-hmm. because God is always choosing to work through his people like it, it, I think personally like if God has the choice of like coming to you with an angel or sending somebody from his church to do his work he's mm. going to send the person from his church he always yeah. partners with us to yeah. do those things so. yeah that's good um, the next one is hearing God in personal reflection uh, most people today miss the voice of God not because it's too strange but because it's too familiar like you were saying uh, the gentle whisper of God sometimes comes to me as an idea or a mental impression during a time of quiet prayer, but more often it comes afterward during a subsequent time of distraction. Uh, yeah, I totally can re- relate to that. <laughs> I, I, um, uh, just a thought that entered my mind as you were speaking even about, um, yeah, just hearing God through dreams and visions and stuff and and going back to the bible sorry this is just backtracking a bit but i just had a thought um my i was talking to my mom this morning i guess she was talking with my grandpa who lost my grandma a few months ago and and he's always speaking about like how the holy spirit always is like his constant companion he he always has said that but now even more so because he's lost his wife and my mom said, well, what do you do and like, do you ever not feel the Holy Spirit speaking to you and present with you? And he said, sometimes, yeah. She said, what do you do? And she, and she just said, he said, I go to the Bible. Mm-hmm. And then he shows up again. <laughs> like, yeah. like then, I, then I recognize him again in, oh. and I thought that like really goes with like what you said about how even when we have dreams or visions or things like that, it always... And, Anything, anything really outside of scripture, we use scripture as like a measuring stick in yeah. a sense. So it's a good reminder that yeah, we find him there. That's awesome. Find him again. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he probably didn't say it like no. that. <laughs> He's much more eloquent than me. Uh, and then the, the next one is hearing God in action obedience to what we sense or what we already know God has told us to do through scripture or others or any of these other ways 
uh, is part of hearing God. If we never do what God says, eventually we will seal ourselves off from hearing Him. And I totally agree with that. I feel like sometimes we cause the silence because we don't do what He's asking us. Sometimes, yeah. in a sense. Yeah. But yeah. So I guess the challenge for this week. I don't know if you have any more thoughts. No, that's good. That's great. Yeah. Thanks. So the challenge for this week is to take time to listen to God, whatever that looks like for you. If it's going for a walk, that's what I do typically. Um, or if it's just sitting still or reading some scripture, listening to a song, uh, just whatever it is, um, just be sure to invite the Holy Spirit to speak to you and don't forget to listen. <laughs> Uh, you can. You should be encouraged. Like truly, this is what I want to tell everyone: be encouraged because God wants to speak to us. I truly, truly believe that. Um, he just needs our willing hearts and minds. I really don't think we can miss Him if we want to hear Him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just the, had a thought of this last week of my little girl Millie, and she's four months old now, and she's taking in the world at like a rapid <laughs> pace <laughs> she's just full of wonder with everything she sees and that was just like a cool thing to think about how um, we need to take our like our relationship with God take like approach it like Millie like a little child and just let God fill your soul with wonder as you experience him in new ways and listen to him this week and uh, we were talking Nathan and I and a verse that we we thought was so key is in the message put message puts it so nicely here in Matthew 11 29 to 30 says keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly which I think is what it's all about so yeah so there we go we hope that uh, throughout this week you will just find ways to keep company with Jesus mm-hmm. and to hear his voice as he speaks to you and that that will bring you Uh, a good rest to your soul. Yeah. Thanks, everybody.